I don't think that we can be in these lifetimes in this physical world without any sort of discomfort. Welcome to season six of Black Family Table Talk. We are your hosts, Tony and Tony. Listen in weekly as we share unique stories that inspire, build, and give voice to strengthen Black families. This season is sponsored by Franz Body Care. These are handmade products made from organic ingredients. I personally recommend you try Free Me Deodorant. It really works, and it's free of aluminum talc, perfumes, and other harmful pore-clogging substances. You can shop these and other Black-owned businesses on our website at blackfamilytabletalk.com. Welcome to Black Family Table Talk, Miss Miss Ivory Shields. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Pleasure is all ours. We're going to get right into it. I want to talk about your story. Um, You have an incredible story. First of all, you're stunningly gorgeous. You're just gorgeous. But I know you've heard that all your life. And there's a lot. I have a cousin who's just stunningly gorgeous, and she doesn't like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm projecting onto you. But because she says there's so much more to me than my looks. And that is, that is, I guess, the blessing and and the curse that goes with it. And we want to dig in. I want to dig in to get behind that. What is behind the beauty and the brains that is, and the talent that is Ivory Shields? Tell us about how you grew up, where you grew up. Yeah, so I grew up in Decatur. I'm from Atlanta. Well, I was born in, born in Atlanta, pretty much raised in Decatur. I came from a single parent family home. My father, you know, it's funny. I have this, this story. I remember it so vividly. I was six years old on my sixth birthday um, when uh, my father, I was waiting for him to like take me out for ice cream. I grew up in a single parent family home. My mother and father never married. I remember the day they were together, but I do remember the day that that I saw my father, you know, for the last time. And I hadn't seen him like 10 years after that. It was my sixth birthday. I was so excited. I thought we were going to go get ice cream and we were just going to have a grand old time. And he called me that morning and he's like, I won't be able to come and get you to take you to get ice cream for your birthday. I'm in New York. <laughs> and I was crushed and devastated. And so I didn't see him for about 10 years after that. But my father struggled with substance abuse, with alcoholism all his life. He, st- he still does to this day. So I preface that, my story with that, because I didn't really, you know, I, I grew up in a pretty chaotic childhood. You know, a mother who worked two jobs. I had a younger brother, 10 years younger than me, who I pretty much helped raise, helped him with his schoolwork, helped him make sure he ate in the evenings because my mom was working two jobs. She worked during the day and she worked, she had a job in the evening. So I was a a little parent, you know, Um, I was an overweight kid as well. Didn't really have, I, I didn't really have anyone to talk to. Um, I didn't have anyone checking in and and asking me how I'm feeling, what's going on. So just a lot of um, loneliness and a lot of trying to figure out who I was and trying to figure out my feelings and 
just trying to figure out where I fit and who I am. And and it, it was just, it was tough. I can imagine that. Definitely. So then how did we get to a book, uh, traveling all over the world, speaker? How do we go from this child who was self-doubted and was lonely to, to where you are now? Teach us something. Wow. Yeah. So I... I think I always knew that I wanted something different, that I wanted something better. I knew, you know, I grew up around, like I said, a pretty chaotic childhood. I grew up in the hood witnessing all kinds of stuff from people who were on drugs, strung out on drugs, crime, all this stuff, witnessed all of this. And I just knew that I wanted something different. And so I was focused on that. I was focused on something different. I didn't know what the different was, but I said, I know that I want something different. And I didn't realize how intuitive I was, how spiritual I was. I I just didn't understand and know I had all these gifts until later in life. So, you know, I did the best that I could with college. I really wanted to be a doctor, <laughs> but I didn't really have the guidance around me, you know, to help me with the college application process, all of that stuff. You know, when you're 18, 19 years old, 17, 16 even, because you got to start preparing for, for medical school, like really early. I just didn't have that guidance around me to make that come to fruition, you know, to guide me through that process. And the guidance, the public school guidance counselor, I mean, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about them, but we'll move on. Uh, You know, I just stayed focused and did what I could do, what I knew how to do to get myself into college. I did have a um, high school mentor, my math, my math teacher, Miss Barnes, she was so good about helping as much as she could. So got myself into Georgia State. And again, still just didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I majored in speech communications and psychology. And then from there, ended up in occupational therapy and going to the University of Alabama to get my master's degree in occupational therapy. And so working as a therapist, after some time, I started to, people started to become like reflections of myself. So what I started to realize was that all of these people were showing up with these physical ailments and all of these, all this stuff, because when I would sit and talk to them, I have this gift where people will just tell me their life story. I'll be in a grocery store line and people will tell me their life story. So I'm working with a patient, so many patients, and they're just telling me their story. And all of them are dealing, most of them are dealing with so much pain and unresolved trauma that they've never addressed issues with their parents, issues within their first families that they just never addressed. And all of this stuff is manifesting in their bodies. And for me, it was like a light bulb moment. I'm like, whoa, this is what's going on with me too. <laughs> so that really sort of propelled me on this journey of self-discovery, self-awareness, understanding precisely who I am and why I'm here and what I'm meant to do and why, you know, why things are the way that they are. 
And so that's that's kind of fast forward how I got to where I am now. And as far as the book goes, just really sharing with others what I know and what I've gone through and what I know to be truths. Because, you know, the things that you go through, it's always for other people. My story and my journey, everything that I've gone through, overcoming being bullied as a child and being abandoned by my father and growing up in a single parent family home, having to raise my younger brother, going through a divorce, all of all of this stuff and, and being an actress that, you know, just to tie that in. I have always been interested in the arts. I'm a creative, so I've always loved that. And after my divorce, I really just made a decision to really start taking it seriously and pursuing it. And I fell in love with it. I'll I'll tell you, my first acting class, I crashed and burned. (laughs) But I loved it so much. It was one of those moments when I felt alive, kind of like when I was seeing the reflection of myself working with my working with my patients in the hospitals, like this, this stuff, all these feelings and all of my emotions. Remember, as a child that I had to just kind of tuck away and pack away because I didn't have anybody to talk to. I couldn't talk to my mom. She was stressed out and she was having nervous breakdowns. So all of these emotions and stuff, I had to just stuff them down. And so when I got into acting class, it's like, oh, sugar. Like this stuff has got to come out. (laughs) I got to (laughs) feel, I got to identify what this is. I got to know what it is. I got to be able to articulate what I'm feeling. And I've got to allow myself and give myself permission to feel these things. That is so important. What you, everything you just said is so important. And what I brought to mind is how we, this trauma in our world, how we take it on and we carry it inside Mm -hmm. and out like, and, and it's, and it's, it's projected onto us, like you know, just just whatever the events are. Um, if you even if you're looking at the news and or or experiencing it for yourself, there's got to be a way to do a mental detox. What would you say to someone who is trying to to become aware of holding this in? And then tell us more about your book. As for as far as the awareness, I would say give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to pay attention to how you feel. Carve out the time. Give yourself permission to carve out time to sit with yourself. I think that is the I think that's a critical first step. Because we don't make time for ourselves. We make excuses um, or we feel guilty if we take five or 10 minutes to ourselves because we feel like we have so much to do. The kids need us. The job needs us. Our spouse needs us. Everyone needs us. And so I say that's a critical first step is to give yourself permission to take time to take 10 minutes for yourself. There's a beautiful quote, quote that I read a few a few years ago that I just live by. It said, if if you if you cannot take 10 minutes to yourself, your mind does not belong to you. Your mind belongs to the world. And I think that that is so profound and so true. And we have to understand and remember that these are our minds and we are the captains of the ship. And we make the choices. So we get to decide what we want to prioritize in our lives. And if we don't prioritize our mental state, it's thing, things will go haywire. Like our, our brains and our minds, 
is really like a big networking system, the same kind of networking system that big companies and corporations, computers operate off of. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of thoughts every single day. So our minds have to go down for some troubleshooting, for some maintenance, has to. We have to, to, to make that time, those 10 minutes, to just stop and sit with ourselves and allow yourself to feel whatever it is. Pay attention to, feel, to, to what you're feeling and allow yourself to feel it. Give yourself permission. That, that is so true. Your story, what you just described and what you talked about earlier, there are so many people that can relate it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very common, your, your upbringing. I relate to that, you know, daddy issues, being the oldest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, you know, you do have to find time for yourself. I think that's how I coped. I internalized everything. But it, like you said, it has to come out some kind of way. And, you know, through your, you know, your academic studies, I'm just curious to know, I have, I have two questions. I'm just curious to know, did anything like a light bulb go off in your head that looking back over your life and coupling that with your academic studies, is is there something wrong with us as human beings that we suffer so much? Or what, what do you think is going on where that causes us to do that? I mean, is there anything in your studies or your, your experience that can um, highlight something or, or pinpoint that issue? Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's such a great question. And it's a very layered answer. So I'll start by saying, first and foremost, I don't think that we can be in these lifetimes in this physical world without any sort of discomfort, you know, without any sort of contrast to without, without any trauma or bad things happening in our lives. That's just what this physical world is here for. It's here for us to have those experiences because those traumatic experiences, those experiences of suffering are meant to expand us and they're meant to stretch us. And that stretching and that expansion is again always for somebody else. Your cup is 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 expanded for other people, for other people to learn, for other for uh, from other people to gain insight into um, your experiences because they may be going through the same thing. So I do understand that part. The other piece of this is that what I've come to know and what I've come to learn and and to be truth is that we can be more mindful of how we respond to the things that happen to us. And I think that that's that's the key. That's the trick to suffering is us choosing to look at it in a a much different perspective and, and getting to a point where we don't allow these things to consume us, where we don't allow it to take us down a rabbit hole, <laughs> you know, if you will. So it's really about us getting emotionally mature and aware. Awareness is key. Awareness and understanding, okay, that these instances of, of suffering are for a reason. Let me figure out what this is. What is this lesson? What is this about? What's the insight there? What's the expansion? How can this show me how how do I use this? Who, whoever this is for, align me with them so I can share this with them. 
what I've gone through. Because that's I know that that's what this is for. It's not just about me. And I think, too, that empowers us that it, and it pulls us. It moves us out of that victim mode. We're the victor because we get to share this story with someone else and it's going to help someone else. And they're going to love you and appreciate you for that. So that's I think that's that's kind of the the key to that. <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, you know, I, I liken it to energy, positive yeah. and negative energy. There's ne- it's negativity out there and there's positivity out there. And those two energy forces has to one has to take over the other. And we decide how we want to receive the energy and how we want to reject energy. True. And so where you are now, I, it seems like you're in a great space. <laughs> you, 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 you enjoying your life. Yeah. So if you can tell through your journey, would you change anything or what would you tell your younger self about what you have come to understand today? Wow. Yeah. I, you know, don't get me wrong. Every, every day is not peaches and cream for me. Again, just that level of awareness and understanding and trusting, trusting that everything works out the way it's supposed to. Everything is in divine order. And I know that if I get up every day and I take the steps that I need to take, that everything is going to be fine. Everything will unfold the way that it should. And I am where I am supposed to be. I really, I really try to, I'm very intentional about reminding myself of that because, you know, with just who I am as a person, I'm, I'm a thinker. I'm always in my head. I'm always thinking. So I have to remind myself, I have to, I have to be mindful of what I'm thinking. So doing the subconscious reprogramming work and constant affirmations, like that stuff is, is just a part of my lifestyle. That's just what I do every day. It's, it's like brushing my teeth. And that comes with a level of self-awareness and knowing who you are. I know I can be in my head. So I have to put systems in place to make sure that I'm thinking the right things, that I, you know, that I, that I stay grounded. And I'm, I lost. I forgot your question. Gosh, it escaped me. <laughs> what was your question again? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was asking, what would you tell your younger self? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And so that's what I would tell my younger self. Just just relax that everything is going to work out in divine order. That's number one. Number two, you are beautiful. You are beautiful. I didn't grow up hearing that I was beautiful. Okay. And you are worthy. I did not. Not from my from my mother. My father wasn't around. So I didn't grow up hearing that. So you are worthy is definitely one. And the other thing, Miss Tony, you mentioned that your, I think you said your niece or your cousin. As a cousin. Your cousin. She's she's stunningly beautiful and she doesn't like to be known for that. And that was something that I struggled with for a very, very, very long time. I'm like, I'm more than just beautiful. I am not just beautiful. You know, I, that was my defense. That was my thing for a long time. And I will say here lately, um, the past maybe four or five years, I've embraced that because I understand now that it is a part of it's a part of the gift. It's a part of the gift to be able to bring people in. And and when you get here, you're going to you're going to get something. You know, I'm, I'm not just pretty. I'm not just beautiful or whatever. Um, 
I do understand that they kind of they go hand in hand, that I'm also beautiful on the inside um, and I care about people. I have a lot of love and, and, and care for people. And I understand now that that's just the magnet to bring people in so that I can now feed them and serve them in the way that I'm supposed to and that I'm called to do. You've said so much in the last few minutes that, you know, everything is biblical about guarding your heart and your mind, your eyes, what you see. Another point that you brought out was about, I think Tony brought this out about wrestling with flesh and blood, not with flesh and blood, with with negative and evil spirits in high places. And then the third thing was, I can't remember. Oh, gosh, it was a good one. Oh, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So all of those biblical principles, you know, I just recently I read some somebody had said something about the Bible doesn't work. And Jesus said this. And and I was saying to myself, oh, if we could just open up the the if we could just open up the Bible and just read it and then mm-hmm. apply it to our lives, because obviously you've extracted these principles. I don't know your faith, but you've extracted these very basic principles for living. And, and they are obviously working. I remember T.D. Jake said, the word works if you're working. <laughs> yes, I say, you know, that that's such a great point. And thank you for bringing that up. Um, I did grow up in a Christian um, religious home. We, we weren't Forced, my mom didn't force us to go to church and, and everything every Sunday, but we did read the Bible and we had to learn Psalm 78 Psalm. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Lord is thy shepherd, the, the Lord is thy shepherd, thou shalt not want. So I did grow up reading the Bible, and I'm not religious now. I'm I'm very spiritual. I've studied many different religions on this journey. And what I've come to find or what I've come to know is that the Bible is a book about the mind. And the Bible has its place as this prerequisite foundational principles for how we should behave, how we should think, how we should view really ourselves and the world. And so I think that the Bible is a beautiful, 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 beautiful foundational piece of work for us understanding how we're supposed to think, how we should be thinking, how we should act, how we should behave and how we should treat other people. So absolutely. absolutely. That that pretty much says it all right there. It's, it's a roadmap for life. Mm-hmm. And we have to pause and reflect with the busyness in life. We get sidetrack, thrown off the track, or miss our stop, or miss the train. It's so much going on in this busy world. And you found time to, to write a book. So <laughs> if, 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 yeah. if you can give us a couple of nuggets about what's written in your book, what story are you trying to tell us, or uh, what can we glean from it, if anything? And, and, yeah. and, and how did you get to it? Yeah. How did you get to writing a book? Oh, God. The book has been in me for so long. And this is just my very first book. And I'm a person who works a lot in nature. I work a lot in nature. I spend a lot of time in nature because there's a lot of lesson in nature. There's a lot of grounding in nature. There's so much to gain from nature. And so I like to draw on all of the different elements 
for whatever it is that I'm going through, whether it's me meditating with my candles, whether it's me lying outside in the grass, planting my feet in the grass to ground myself, whether it's me just staring up in the sky and sun gazing and allowing the sun to just penetrate my skin and my body, um, whether it's me sitting by the river and bathing my feet in the river and and really symbolically taking all of my worries, all of my fears and and giving them to the river. Uh, And I think the Bible talks about that as well. And so that's really what the book is about. How do we use nature as a healing, as, as a healing modality from using all of the different elements of fire, earth, air, and water. So that's really what the book is about. And I'm sharing my own testimony of how I used it and how it worked for me. And so that's really what my very first book is about. When when will it be out and how can people get in touch with you? Yes. Yeah, so it will be out most likely October. October is is our is our release date. Um, yep. And you can I'll share all about it and I'll do the release. We're going to do a whole big campaign on my Instagram page at I am Ivory Shields. Um, so you'll hear all about it. Uh, October is also, I don't know if you all are Queen Sugar fans, but I'll be on Queen Sugar <laughs> in October for the new season. Yeah, I was super excited about that. Yeah, if you're sugar babies, if you're sugar Queen Sugar fans, uh, you're going to be in for a nice little treat. <laughs> Let me say that. Uh, well, you just answered my question. I wanted to say what what acting projects are coming up. That's big, and it's and I'm excited about it. Well, it is big. You know, the book, and then this this debut on on one of the most popular shows on OWN. Yeah. That, and then you have speaking engagements coming up anywhere. Can you share any anything about that? But we do have the podcast that will be launching in September as well. So we we do have healing for the culture. We're rebranding. I've renamed it Soul Audacity Podcast. So that's going to be a big launch. But um, right now you can still see our Healing for the Culture podcast episodes that are up right now on uh, my YouTube channel, Soul Audacity. So check us out. I have some some great interviews. Oh, my God. I've, I've spoken with some amazing people. And I can't wait to have you on, Miss Tony. I would, I would love to. Yeah. Oh. All right. So you can definitely find me on Instagram at I am Ivory Shields. That's awesome. I am a fan. Ivory Shields, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It is an honor and a pleasure. Great, great. That's Black Family Table Talk. That's what's up. Love it, love it, love it. I I know we we, we done wrap things up, but you you threw out that Queen Sugar. And um, (laughs) we're big fans of Queen Sugar. (laughs) Yay! Uh, And and the way you said it, (laughs) you must going to be a villain on this show. (laughs) You're going to start some trouble. Uh, (laughs) Let's just say, get the popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. I, I really hope that you enjoy it. I, I had I had a lot of fun with the role, so I hope that I hope I did. I, I hope I served the audience. I've seen you work your work. I know you did. God bless you. you. God bless you. God bless you. Peace, peace, peace. Thank you so much for having me, y'all. That concludes this week's talk. We hope you found some tools to add to your strong black family toolbox. 
and be sure to sign up for a free subscription at blackfamilytabletalk.com for special discounts and product offers reserved exclusively for you. Don't forget to tell a friend about our weekly podcast and blog. Available on Apple Pod, Google, Pandora, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are heard. Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is abuse permitted by copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. The news and opinions expressed on Black Family Table Talk do not necessarily reflect various platform posts. All topics are for entertainment purposes. Discretion is strongly advised and all commentary is alleged. This is a Micah 68 Media LLC production.